You're listening to the already cancelled podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. We have some bad hombres here and we're going to get them out. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. Let's put a smile on that face. These allegations are false. Watch your profanity. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? What is up, sheeple? And welcome to the Already Cancelled Podcast, where we rant about social issues from our Christian perspective and look deep at life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My name is Nathan, and today I'm joined by my co-host, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Nathan? I'm doing well. Well, today I think we're going to be discussing an interesting topic for um, all of us, something that seems very relevant, and that is just the idea of the new normal. I think that's a term that we've heard coming up um, in the news and just in culture around us for you know well over the past year now and so i think we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit and discuss kind of what the new normal is and then kind of dive into how we as christians should respond to that and how we can um you know act you know through the holy spirit and through um god's will you know in the new normal and i think part of it is what what is the new normal is is the big question. Everybody says it, you know, it's it's commonplace in workplaces. It's kind of a or, it's kind of a trigger word. Yeah, it's a cliche like, oh, you know, the new normal. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. But I think it it really is what we are using in society today as an encompassing term for where we're headed and the expected behaviors from individuals. Um, it, it's kind of pushing everyone toward a monogamous, all one appearance, you know, cookie cutter, you know, you all must do X to fit into society. You must and that's, wear a mask. All you right. You must yeah. get a vaccine. You must, you know, drive a electric vehicle. Like, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> whatever right. It, it is. You know, it's whatever, whatever is the societal norm at the moment it's said. You know, and, and right now it's the idea of we've seen it primarily brought up due to the, the virus and the changes in culture that that has brought about. But we are seeing it referenced in some places and occasions to societal changes, not just virus related changes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of this social justice movement that has been um, pushing this, whether it's. Uh, the transgender movement, um, not just, you know, from the LGBTQ, but even like the transgender movement in sports or whether it's, you know, we have to accept X, Y, and Z and embrace them and love them and, you know, whatever else. Um, pardon me. I wasn't using X, Y, and Z as pronouns there. I was using it as an example, but yes, um, there's a lot of things that our culture has been slowly trying to push on us over the past, you know, um, few years to even decades that is now, you know, they're trying to push and make us accept it as the, quote, new normal. Yeah, and unfortunately, what that term means to society does not necessarily reflect on what it should mean for us as Christians. Um, we Society wants it to be a term that is used to basically help you, a.k.a gently nudge you, force you, whatever you want to call it, to fit that appearance. And so we're, we're seeing a push by society as a whole to eliminate differing opinions. 
And I think that's that's very obvious in what we discussed in our previous episodes on social media and some of the the issues brought about by social media and from social media, the censorship, the removal of independent ideas. But it's also something that is used in a less critical way to describe, you know, the, the, the physical things that you need to fit in. And we, we addressed some of those earlier with, you know, the discussions of wearing a mask and the vaccine you talked about, you know. But at the same time, it also can go into, as you mentioned before, social justice, uh, what your opinions should be on social justice. Like we can't have differing opinions on things anymore. Yeah, like if you have a differing opinion... It's violence. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is violence to me if your ideas are not the same as mine and you express those ideas. Or I have even seen, written on the back of a minivan, silence is violence. I mean, people literally do believe that if you remain silent on a social issue that to somehow you are violent then... that's utter nonsense, but that's what society has been pushing. And there are people that believe that. And unfortunately they consider that normal. And so our, our, what we're trying to get at with this is to show briefly what that entails and what our response should be to it. Yeah. I, we're not going to, you know, take this episode and explain to you how you should react to all of these things, how you should react to masks, to vaccines, to social justice, to, you know, Black Lives Matter, to gun violence. Like, that, each one of those topics can be an episode in and of itself, if not multiple, because they're so nuanced and so deep. But we want to take this and kind of look at, okay, this overall idea of the new normal, this idea of you know, what they're trying to push on us. And I think really to understand that, I think we take a step back, drop the new, what is normal? And I think normalcy, the idea of what is normal, really comes from whatever is accepted and whatever is comfortable. I think we want to go back to the old normal. That's something we've talked about, um, you know, pre-COVID. We want to go back to something that was more comfortable, something that we were, you know, familiar with, something that, um, of course it was easier. It was a simpler time, but little did we know. <laughs> yeah. Little did we know that, uh, 2019 would be, you know, the, the best year of our lives. Yeah. The last normal year, <laughs> normal, 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 <laughs> yeah, comfortable. Right. See, we, we, it's such a commonplace word, but it, normal is, you know, what's comfortable. And I think that's a very interesting place for us as Christians to want to live is in the comfort because I don't think that that's where Christ calls us to be. And you also see this predominantly in cultures. I mean, you ever see everyone wanting to conform to culture to some degree in any culture, right? But you really see this in cultures where uh, Christianity is not actively persecuted against in a dramatic way. Um, You know, and you're starting to see glimpses of persecution in the United States, but nothing like what it's been for those who have been, or the Christians in North Korea or in China or some of these Muslim countries where, you know, you are truly the minority and you are treated way worse in some cases, some cases, you know, death sentences than you would see here in the West or in the less persecuted for Christians because we get used to being 
you know, the Starbucks Christian, if you will, mm. the, the, you know, I have my coffee in the morning and praise Jesus in the afternoon. Well, that's not necessarily wrong. And here's a picture of me with my Bible to post on Instagram so everyone knows. Right. Now, while that's not necessarily wrong if you do it with the right heart, yeah, it's, it, it's very clickish. It's very fit the bill of what you want to cast your image as. And sometimes that's not what we're called to be. I, I, while you were speaking there, I couldn't help but remember this uh, quote. It's actually a lyric from a song by KB. He's a Christian rapper. And I remember hearing it a few weeks ago and it just kind of stuck with me. Like it stood out for the first time. He says, who's in more danger, the persecuted or the comfortable? I think that says a lot and it should be very convicting to us as Christians, um, especially here in America, we are very comfortable. So that's what we're going to dive into. Are we called to be comfortable? Um, and I think I think we are not called to be comfortable. But uh, before we dive into that, uh, I would also like to throw a shout out to my dad for a great quote that um, I heard him use a lot as a child. Uh, and this is from uh, a songwriter by the name of Bruce Cockburn. He says, the trouble with normal is it always gets worse. And I think we see that with this idea of the new normal as well, is whatever was normal, you know, in 2019, well, now there's a new normal here in 2021, and it's it always gets worse. This idea of normal gets worse. So with that being said, um, like I said, I don't think we're called to be comfortable, and that's that's hard for me. I'm going to be preaching to myself here. And, you know, you guys can let me know, Nathan, you can let me know if this is a hard one for you as well, because I like my comfort zone. I like staying in the boat. Well, I think it's safe to say we all do. Yeah. I would say, I would think, you know, for most of our listeners here, as well as myself, if you are in your comfort zone, you are not being challenged. Yeah. You know, and life is always throwing you challenges and how you react to those shows your strength and resolve but should also show your strength and resolve in Christ if you try to do those things without Christ you might still be able to stand but you will not flourish or you may crumble to the ground and not stand he there he never throws a a, a stumbling block or trouble in your way that you cannot overcome without his help first um, corinthians ten thirteen, i believe keep talking i'll find it here for you yeah i mean it's it's very critical that we understand that we are not as john mentioned to be normal in this world you're in the world but not of it yeah and as you said uh first corinthians ten thirteen, no temptation has seized you except what is common to you or common to man and god is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. It didn't say there will be a way out. He said he will provide a way out. So don't, you know. We can, we and we can trust that, you know. God says that he will provide a way, you know. So even when it's uncomfortable, like you have to be present in that uncomfort, trusting that God will, you know, provide a way out through that. And so I think, I think like you were saying, Nathan, it's, we're not called to be comfortable. Jesus, you know, didn't come to give us plush, cushy, cushy lives. You know, he Jesus didn't come to promise that we'd have a BMW and a 
mansion. Oh. No, he did not. If we look at the disciples, um, we can see that when Jesus called the disciples to follow him, they had to leave everything behind them. They left their families, their jobs. Um, you know, Peter left his fishing boat. Although we do see, you know, him going back to that at some point and Jesus, you know, performing. But obviously it was so bad. Nobody really wanted it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, we won't talk about fishing, Nathan. No, Um, but this idea of they had to leave everything that they had to follow Christ. That wasn't, wasn't easy. That wasn't comfortable. You know, that's not something that we necessarily have to face. But if it was, like, would we actually be able to do that? I I don't think so. I I like my stuff a bit too much to to be able to let go of it. Now I think the the other example, and I think this one you know hits a little harder even, is when Jesus you know called Peter to step out of the boat out onto the water. You have to imagine that it's in the middle of a storm. There's waves crashing everywhere. They think they're going to drown. First of all, being on a boat out there in the Sea of Galilee, probably not very comfortable. But then Jesus says, step out onto the water. I'd be like, um, nah. I I would have been back on the shore. Like, I wouldn't have even gotten on the boat and headed out to sea, let alone stepping out of the boat and going out onto the water. So, but we see through both of those examples Jesus isn't calling the disciples to be comfortable. He's calling them to step out in faith and to trust him and to follow him. And then Jesus will provide the comfort that they need in the uncomfortable. And so that's what we see, you know, stepping into this new normal of, you know, COVID, post-COVID. Are we post-COVID yet? Can we say post-COVID era? I, I'm not. Uh, who knows, right? I, I, you know, yeah. I, I guess, maybe, sort of, kind of. But, you know, stepping into this new era um, and, you know, even since since we've, you know, since the election, we've seen such a weird, you know, turn of events going on here in the U.S. It, it, it almost feels like we are permanently stuck in some sort of twilight zone. You know, everything that happens, we are looking at and saying, you know, well, what's next? Because nothing will surprise us now. We become callous to it. But yet, as as we're you know, hinting at or, or saying here, we're called to stand out. Yeah, as Christians, we we are called to to be a light on a hill, which, yeah, that's going to stand out. That's going to draw some moths. That's going to draw some, some vagabonds. It's going to draw all sorts, you know, from far and wide. And they're going to want what we have because we're able to stand out in the uncomfortable, in bold confidence, and say, you know, we stand on the rock of our salvation. And it's, you know, despite the waves, despite the storms, despite the uncomfort, man, we're going to need... going to hate, right? <laughs> we're we're going to need a, a, a bell, like counter, counting all the times that we say normal and comfortable. I'm already cringing thinking about it. <laughs> but, so, like we were saying, what does it look like for us as Christians in a social political climate that wants less and less of God while pushing us to embrace their new normal. You know, as we see, like, Christ even promises in the Bible that things are going to get worse, that there will be a turn from righteousness, that people will embrace evil and immorality, and that's going to flourish all the more. 
So how do we stand out? How do we, as Christians, walk through that mud and that mire? Um, Nathan, I believe you have a scripture for us from Psalm 23 that uh, I think is uh, very applicable. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. And that's verse 4 and 5. Um, Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death... I got to say, 2020 sure felt a little bit like the valley of the shadow of death. Um, But he says, I will fear no evil. And there's a lot of evil to be feared right now. Um, But why is that? Because our shepherd is there to comfort us. We can take comfort in our shepherd despite (laughs) the valley of the shadow of death. And I think we should maybe define comfort a little bit. It it doesn't say comfort in the sense of physical comfort. It doesn't say comfort in the sense of good health. It says he's always with you. Um, And as as a Christian, you have that peace that, you know, if it's my day to go, we joke around, John and I say, well, it's my time to go, it's my time to go. But, you know, in all seriousness, though, if I was on death's door and this, this virus was getting me, for some reason, even with the great survival rate that it has. um, I need to allow the Lord to provide the comfort to me while I walk through that valley, whether or not it takes me, because that's the level of comfort that he provides. Knowing where you're going is that comfort. Knowing that he's got you and that you know, nothing can snatch me out of his hand. Yeah, I, it's all right. You know, I live all your days, even to the end, unto the glory of Lord. And that is a lot easier said than done. Yeah, I would agree. I think because that, we try to do it under our own strength. Mm-hmm. And we often, you know, turning to God is the last thing that we do when we've exhausted every other thing that we have. But I think that's a good point that you make of defining what is the comfort that he speaks of here because like you said it's not earthly comfort it's not oh i'm gonna have a nice warm bed or everything's gonna be hunky-dory um it's that we can take comfort in our souls like job did even when everything else is falling apart we can take comfort in knowing that our shepherd is still there with us well and Realistically, it it does, 2020 and even 2021 to some degree, does feel like everything's falling apart, you know. Um, For those of whom are on the left, you know, you feel like there's no social justice. You feel like there's no, you know, there's no justifying certain people's actions. You feel like everyone's out to get you to some degree. If you're on the right, you feel like there's no justice on your end. You feel frustrated that, you know, maybe you believe systems aren't working, judicial, legislative, whatever, right, government in general. You know, you're, you feel lost and without comfort as well. Um, it's been a valley of shadow of death. And that's not, we've not allowed the Lord to comfort us where we are and help us, you know, take the blinders off 
and see things as they really are in his plan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one more one more scripture here for us. Uh, this is Second Corinthians chapter one, verses nine and ten, out of the NIV. For those of you who <laughs> really care, I was in ASB. So, uh, Paul writes to the Corinthians. He says, "Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril." And will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. I think that's a great reminder that he says he has delivered us from such a deadly peril. You know, we got to celebrate Easter, you know, not all not super long ago. Um, but that is that is where our hope is. Our hope is in, you know, that resurrection. So he says, on him we have set our hope. Our hope is set in the fact that he has already delivered us from the greatest peril that we could ever face. And everything, you know, less than that is just trivial matters between here and eternity. And of course, like, I'm not saying that because that makes everything easier and better. But once you help set that perspective, um, I think it it helps. Well, it doesn't think, make it easier, but it helps. Well, and, and I think in the grand scheme of eternity, yes, it is trivial matters. But in our day-to-day lives, you know, we tend to make mountains out of molehills. when sometimes they are mountains. You yeah, know? They're, they're, they're very real mountains that people face. You know, and and I face one in my current job. You know, there there's all kinds of stuff going on. And I don't know what to expect as to whether I'll even have a job in a couple months or not, you know, just because of the way the company's changing. But knowing that if I put in the effort and the ability that the Lord has given me to do that, to the best of my ability, at some point, the Lord will put me where he wants me. I just pray that he shows me where that is, opens those doors, and provides me with the peace and comfort to know what I'm doing is the right thing. He's got me. Whether or not I have a job, whether or not, you know, to marry someone, I mean, this goes into everything in life. Yeah. If you allow the Lord to guide you, and it's so much easier said than done, mm-hmm. you know, it's, he's got it. It's okay. Life isn't certain. Those mountains might be hard to climb. Or maybe tone it down, and that molehill won't even have to be something you worry about. But whether you make it to the top of the mountain whether you fall along the side of the path going up the mountain, you're not alone through any of it. Like like the psalmist says, the psalmist David, like David says, the, our shepherd is there with us, whether he's leading us beside, you know, clear waters or through the valley of the shadow of death. Like either way, the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. Come on, it says... I fear no evil for you are with me in verse four. Of, Absolutely. Uh, you know, partway midway through that verse. So we shouldn't fear. And, and there's a footnote here. It says, I fear no harm is another word that for evil there. 
we we may be put in harm, but they don't we don't fear it. It doesn't say, you know, I, I keep you from harm. It says, I fear no harm. Fear is a tool that realistically is only used by evil. Yeah, that's... It is not a tool that the Lord ever puts forth and says, fear me, other than the angels saying, fear not. So, you know, even then fear, they're saying Fear not. is used by Satan to handicap us and to drive us away from God. And so, going back to that, that quote, that lyric that I said, who is in more danger, the persecuted or the comfortable? The persecuted, quite often, are walking in full faith and full confidence through the worst of circumstances, but they fear not because the Lord their shepherd is walking with them, and they have their hope and their assurance set fully and completely on him. And so we, this is a challenge to me, this is a challenge to you, Nathan, this is a challenge to everybody else, we, living in our comfort, need to realize that it will not always be like this and we have to step into the uncomfortable whether it's in your job whether it's in your life whether it's facing those insecurities that we all have deep down that we are not good enough we have to step into that and give it all back to God Philippians 4 is pray you know do not be anxious about anything but in everything through prayer and supplication make your request known to God and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart. That's how they get walk through that persecution, is they have the peace that surpasses all human understanding guarding their hearts, and so they're not fearing anymore. Well, and if you... I mean, we saw 2020 especially being the year of fear. Yeah. Um, and we're even seeing that today brought out in every avenue of what the news media has put out, right and left. It's the the fear that it's going to pot one way or another, you know, the fear that you know the climate's going to kill us all or whatever, right? It doesn't mean some of the issues should be ignored, and and many of them should be looked into, and and maybe solutions should be generated, but we should not live in fear. Fear doesn't accomplish anything, you know. Fear not. If, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have nothing to fear. You, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Well, if you can't, if you aren't fearing death, then you don't fear anything. Because ultimately, that is the end. Everything else is either a minor setback or an acceleration to a... <laughs> to a greater end. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't Proceed mean we all... directly to... to go- to go and collect your $200. Like, yeah, yeah. And now it doesn't mean you're like wanting to die. It doesn't mean you're all going, you know, oh, I, I just won't, don't want to live anymore. That's not where we're going with this. But That's it's, not how you should feel. I know there are days when sometimes yeah. you do feel that. But. Yeah. And there are, you know, when you get to be, you know, maybe if I ever live to 100, I'm going to be like, Lord, please take me. I've seen <laughs> enough. You know, but they, all joking aside, you know, we are to live every day as if it's our last because we're not guaranteed tomorrow yeah so that pure and simple means 
we are to understand what society says, filter it through those cross glasses that we wear as Christians. I don't know what other term to use. I mean, rose-colored glasses, I guess. But mm-hmm. through the, the, the glasses of Jesus, say, hey, you know, he's got me. I'll get through it. And if I need to, uh, you know, on this earth, produce or act upon something a certain way to be more comfortable with the outcome or to strive to serve the Lord, it may take, you know, suing someone or something if you're, you know, looking at something in government. It may take, uh, you know, doing some research on an earthly level, but it doesn't mean you're afraid of the outcome. It just means you're doing your part to stand up for what's right while you're here. To live is Christ. We are to exemplify Christ in all that we do. Yeah, so just to wrap things up, I know uh, I think we've kind of hit on a lot of um, the same and very different points and just... Um, Drawn it together. Yeah, circled around this, the same idea. Just to kind of summarize everything, you know, as we step into whatever the future may hold, whatever this quote-unquote new normal is, which we know is going to change and get worse. But as we walk out into that, we have to wrap ourselves in our faith, you know, drawing upon the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us, you know, be firmly rooted in Scripture, and then step out of that boat onto the waves We don't know what else may happen, but having our eyes fixed firmly on Jesus, it's not going to matter. And so with that, um, I know it's been a little bit of a more somber episode. I don't know why these sorts of episodes, we always kind of get more somber and kind of quiet and I I wouldn't say say lethargic, but you know. Um, it's a thoughtful episode. Yeah, it's a thoughtful episode, but it it should also hopefully be a hopeful episode um, as we are trying to encourage everyone when this isn't sensationalism we're no. not trying to sell a current event in a certain light like we normally would <laughs> we're not we're not getting hyped up about uh you know the the election and uh the insurrection the capital you know yeah, wh- it's not right. a heated episode it's, right. it's more of a a reality check episode you know hey are you you on the right page here and that's where we're going with it this is nathan and i preaching to each other back and forth here (laughs) um and letting you guys listen in and hopefully like somebody else is able to take something from this and apply it but it's it's our way of encouraging you that you know if the new normal has you down like don't let it bring you down because we're not supposed to be normal anyway um what would people think if they say that i'm a jesus freak i mean come on yeah if if I'm, i'm ready to be weird and not normal. If you're a Christian and no one knows and no one and and there's been no behavioral change to show that you are then I guess the real question is how are you serving Christ? Yeah. If you're serving Christ, people should be able to see a difference. And that's kind of where where the somberness comes from is saying, "Hey, make sure what you're doing is is for the right reasons. Don't don't look at it as a selfish thing. And you're selfish, you never win. Yeah. You never win. And that's basically, in summary, it's, while this is the new normal, and, and like you said, the normal always seems to get worse, we are to live as Christ in everything we do. Absolutely. 
And that's that's our encouragement for you through this podcast. Hopefully, from the very beginning, we've we've tried. We haven't always, you know, hit the mark necessarily, um, but we've always tried to encourage you and ourselves and everyone around us to be better Christians, to live as Christ. Um, and if we didn't hit the mark, it was just we were so excited. <laughs> we yeah, we got we got really excited about that Kanye West news. I'll yeah, tell you yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, you guys have gotten something out of this. Uh, let us know if you have, you know, reach out to us on all the, all the platforms, you know, the spiel by now. Um, Email us at already canceled media at protonmail.com. You know, you can hit us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, wherever else we're at by now. Um, and until then, uh, thank you guys for listening to the already canceled podcast. Fellas, you have got what appears to be a dynamite sound. I can't believe you've done this. Thank you for your patronage. I'll be back. Oh, that's hot. Not a single thing he said is accurate. Bye!